we, we have a question, and this is the, the final question. Um, given the exponential growth in the military use of robotics um, and, and technology that we talked about, uh, what, what does the future embedded reporter look like? Does she have wheels is the question. <laughs> uh, but to expound upon that just a bit, uh, what is in general the future of embedded reporting? Uh, asymmetrical warfare seems to be the thing these days. We're probably having less and less army on army, military on military. Um, what are we doing? The biggest one is drones. You talk about technology that's going to change things significantly is drones. So we're all embedding in the desert and near Vegas? Is that <laughs> <laughs> well, what is the future of war reporting, I guess, is the question. Well, I think, well, I was just going to say if we, found, if, if we follow what I think we're, we're seeing an indication of, it's we're going to go uh, less to, uh, to asymmetrical wars. And sometimes I had a quick talk with, with some of the military. Um, uh, about really getting back to a, a symmetrical wars, which would not be big powerful against big powerful, but you know, cyber against cyber, uh, drones against drones, and and the kind of the fact of a foot patrol, you know, going by land on invasions into countries, I think are significantly less likely than they ever were before. For you know, the fact that we haven't had clear victories through this tactic, and we've cost it's cost trillions of dollars to pull it off. So combine those two together, it's going to be more like CIA kind of wars. And then how do we do that? What do we embed with if that's the bulk of the war? And, and what can we really find out by physically being in a place as opposed to really doing an underground investigation of things? That's going to change. Sebastian? Um, I, you know, I think probably what's going to happen is more and more raids like the one on bin Laden's compound. Uh, I mean, that will happen more and more in a way that affects our security, our position in the world. And I, I think it's inconceivable to me that they would bring a journalist on that. I mean, if just as a matter of safety. And so, I th so if, if, if conflict is going to shift, you know, there's, there's Yemen, there's Mali. I mean, there's a lot of countries where there's some very sort of specific issues that don't need like the first ID, but do may need some kind of U.S. Uh, interaction, and um, I, I, the journalists will not be able to cover those, and we'll have to kind of take the Pentagon's word for it. And the soldiers who who do those missions, eventually, some of them write books, and then there's sometimes a difference between the Pentagon and their, and you can kind of triangulate. But I don't, I don't, unless the military. And in fact, special operations actually trains journalists expressly to independent journalists expressly to cover those uh, operations. I don't know how we're going to cover that. It's, it's a little troubling to me that that whole sector of what the military has to do is going to drop out. Ross, will we have to go to Ranger School? <laughs> no, <coughs> we're taking Ranger right, School sign-ups right outside. Okay, so there's two dimensions at all, all times. There's the, what's happening. Um, what are the events that are uh, unfolding on the ground? And there's also the human dimension. I think that the human dimension will always be covered uh, in one way or another. And whether that's uh, if we're fighting a drone war and, and that's, that human dimension is probably the decision maker. 
you know, that, that, we, that we need to cover. Uh, as far as what's happening and, and the point you brought out of, of raids and those things, um, yeah, perhaps that turns into the, you're covering the after operations or after action review. You know, so it's not, you're not there in real time, but you're there in near real time so that you're, you know, we are transparent in that. Um, but I think that as we move forward and as the war in Afghanistan ends and, and who knows what, what the future holds, that we just have to continue our relationship between journalists and the military to uh, really hand in glove throughout uh, our future to ensure that stories being told were being accurate and, uh, and accountable. I, I think it's vital to our, our nation and our way of life. Rita, have iPhone will report? Is that the future? <laughs> uh, no, I'm kind of going the opposite way. I, uh, after Afghanistan and the, the iPhone uh, experience, I, uh, I bought myself a large format digital camera and uh, a ha Hasselblad and uh, a video camera and some audio equipment. And I made a very sort of slow motion, poetic visual piece on bomb shelters in Israel. And uh, so I've really, like, I'm, uh, I guess my strategy is that I'm returning to my sort of uh, artistic and professional skills because, you know, an iPhone can give people access to news, and that's amazing. Like, it's just amazing that everyone now can, can report on things as they happen. But, you know, just like, you know, everyone has a pen, it doesn't turn them into Sebastian Younger. <laughs> You know, so I'm, I guess I'm focusing on what I think I have more special skills at and uh, the deeper, more analytical ways of looking at things. Okay. Rita Leisner, Bob Woodruff, Sebastian Junger, and uh, Colonel Ross Kaufman, thank you so much uh, for joining us this evening. And thank all of you for coming.